I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue, episode number 100. Guys, we've got a special episode for you today. This is going to be sort of a a walk down memory lane uh, because, you know, if you've been with me from day one and you've been watching and listening to every single episode, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. The show would not exist without you. Um, But if you haven't, if you jumped on board, you're just finding about the show now, um, or maybe you popped in, you know, at some point in the last year and a half, I want to make sure that you don't miss some of what I think are the key highlights of the show. Um, Now, to be clear, we've had probably 60, 70 guests over the last 100 episodes, and they've all been phenomenal. But there were three key ones that I wanted to highlight to kind of get your attention in front of to make sure you didn't miss those episodes. And so first, I want to go all the way back to day one. And in fact, day one and episode one, where I interview Mitch Russo, a gentleman who was former CEO with Tony Robbins, um, has built multiple businesses up. And in this episode, and this is recorded a little while ago, so um, I'll warn you, the audio quality, this is episode one, this is me doing the show, uh, without having things quite as honed in as possible, or at least as as I do now. Uh, But this is episode one, and we are talking about virtual teams. And Mitch is an expert building virtual teams. He's an expert at certifications, and he shares so much in this episode. But I want to share this one clip with you where he talks about virtual teams. Now, this was recorded before working from home became cool. This is actually recorded in 2019, Um, before the world changed. But the information is so valuable. And if you had a chance to listen to this episode before everything shifted to working from home, I think it would have helped you get a leg up on everyone else. So check out this clip. This is Mitch Russo talking about virtual teams. What other challenges do you find that people run into when they're scaling this virtual business model? Um, I mean, in 2019, it is the way business exists yep. for a lot of the business world. But there's still challenges, especially where people are, are new to the space. What are the most common challenges you see when people are trying to scale in a virtual organization? Well, um, mindset. The mindset of the CEO is critical to the operation of a virtual enterprise. Most people, particularly older folks who have not, who've been in business already before, uh, and who've managed people live or in their office, forget that when somebody is not in your room, on in your space, that they need to be over-communicated to. So the mindset of the CEO has to be, number one, over-communicate, communicate everything. Number two, build deeper, stronger relationships with people than you would normally think you might need if they were live and in your office. Uh, don't forget you're seeing them every day if they're in your office, but if you're, if they're not, then, then pick up the phone, dial up and check in with people regularly. And so you might say, well, Mitch, I have three, 400 people. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't mean you have to call every one of them every day. What it means is that they got to hear from you. And a, the bigger the organization, when a single person hears from you one-on-one, they just, that you just want to find out how they're doing, 
it means a lot to them. And it basically begins to build what I would call a, a very predictable culture by doing it this way. And we could talk about culture as well in a virtual environment, but the bottom line is you must communicate everything all the time and you must do so regularly and you must do so in short bursts instead of long, long diatribes and stories and all that. Just talk to people, tell them what you need them to hear, find out about them. If you're you know, good with names, you know, memorize their names. If you're not, have a way to remember everybody's name and basically what they're about. Because you know, it makes a big difference when you check in with somebody on your team and, and say, hey, Mary, how's that? Uh, how's your, um, you know, your side hustle going? And, uh, and that's another thing. Think about the fact that everybody in the world is looking for a side hustle and they're looking to do things other than work for you. Right. Uh, don't, don't just make believe that that doesn't exist. Offer to help people with that stuff. Even run a little clinic and says, you know, on Friday nights at five o'clock, we're going to do a little start your own business kind of a, uh, uh, an hour. Just to everybody who's interested in one day starting their own business, just like I did, just like Bob here did. Uh, let's talk about how to do it. Let's see if we can help you. I love that. Like that's, you're taking that idea of, uh, is it Apple or Google, that, that innovation time to build your own thing outside the box, but you're letting it be completely there. It's not just making it an internal entrepreneurial thing, but actually saying, how do we build that business if that's what you want? I love that. I find that far too many companies are such in a, they're in such a state of scarcity. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that quote that, uh, that people often reference, it's, you know, what if we pay for their development and they leave? And normally it's the CFO in that particular thing. And the, the CEO says, what if we don't and they stay? Right. Wow. You know what? Communication is just so huge with virtual teams. So be sure to go back and check out the rest of that episode. That was episode one. So you can find that right in your, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just search Sales Team Rescue, Mitch Russo, um, and that full episode will come up. Now, I want to dive into another episode that I just loved. Now, this was episode number three with Jim Padilla. Now, Jim, um, at the time, he was a client that I was working with. I was helping uh, run some of his sales teams. Uh, phenomenal. He's a great friend of mine. I've learned so much from him. And he has this very unique position on a lot of things. He, he naturally um, tends to be a little bit contradictory to what the standard tends to be and not just to be contradictory, but because he looks at things in a different light. And so I want to share this clip for you where he talks about what he looks for in a sales team. Okay. So this is Jim Padilla from Gain the Edge, episode three, Sales Team Rescue. Check it out. So one thing that we've talked a lot about in the last couple of weeks is growing a sales team. And so what do you look for when you're looking for that next hire, that sales team member? Well, I, as in most things in business, we tend to take a little bit of a contrarian approach and it's not different to be different. It's different because we lean into what we know works. I'm not interested in what the marketplace thinks works or what the latest blog says works. I'm only interested in what I have experienced works. And, you know, I learned this years ago, um, you know, I played baseball in college and I coached my daughter through all of her sports into her college years playing basketball. But I, I, in Little League, I coached her. And the way Little League works is you, the winning coaches get to coach the all-star team. Well, most of the time, it's the pitchers, catchers, and shortstops that make all the all-star team. 
And then you get into the all-star game and you've got a kid who's never played at right field, playing right field, mm-hmm. right? Never played first base or whatever, right? The key, some key positions. And so what we started doing is we took some of the key players, but then we wanted to take three or four spots for kids who played outfield all year long, who were great at it. Kids who played first base all year long, right? Little nuanced stuff. And by in so doing, you also have kids who'd be willing to bat ninth and not complain, right? So and all of that stuff mattered to chemistry and putting specialists in their place. And we started, we had great success with that. And so I, I've really taken that same model and approach to our sales business. I don't look at the best salesperson available. I'm looking for the best person for the best fit in that spot, for that product, for that client, for that circumstance, for that mission and that movement for this period of time. Most people are out too busy trying to find, well, actually, in honesty, most people are just trying to find whoever has, who could fog up a mirror and say, hey, can you sell for me? And as stupid as that sounds, 90% of the people you know, that's exactly what they do. Okay. And, then, and then they wonder why it doesn't work. But then you have other people who say, let me go find the best salesperson available. Again, the best salesperson who is not matched up and suited in the right environment, the right product, the right process, and is not supported to success on a regular basis will not be the sale, best salesperson on a regular basis only when it when they when they have to challenge themselves. So we we've, we've create we look for the people who will first be quality people who want to overachieve, who want to perform, who love to sell. Guys, this is the biggest one on the planet. Take an inventory. Most of you looking at this right now, you don't love to sell. You sell because you have to. It's because it's a necessary evil. Our team is filled of people who love to sell and have had and have tremendous success doing it and are in a perfect environment to create an over over a peak performing and overachieving environment a result on a regular basis awesome and so people watching they're probably one of two situations one they're looking at, at building their own team or growing a team or they're looking at the complexity that is sales and maybe they realize that putting a single sales rep in a sales position is a lot more challenging than most people think because sales management is a full-time job on its own. What would you say to somebody, um, let's say that their business is at the size to work with you. What would you say to them when they're trying to make the decision, whether they invest a bunch of money, time, training resources into building a team versus outsourcing that, whether it's for a specific campaign or for all the sales in their business, how do you, challenge them to think about things differently to show them the value of the outsource side of things. The, the first thing, you know, and it's interesting because I was just talking about this the other day, I'm, I'm getting to the place where I would actually encourage you to screw this up on your own. So then you really understand the value of, of a sales team done right and done well. And you, you really want to be at a place where you're the bottleneck whether it's you being the ideal, the, the bulk of the sales on your own, or now you're replacing you having to do sales with you having to run a team. And the, if you're thinking, how can I do this as easily and as simply as possible, then you're already headed down the wrong path because your sales, without sales, you don't have a business. It's the most important muscle you're going to develop in your company. Yet most of you give it 10% of your time, if that, and you expect a 50% outcome from 10% or 1% of your result. That's the problem. If you're looking for how can I do this simply, you need to be outsourcing it. If you're extremely excited about engaging 50% or more of your time into nurturing, supporting, and optimizing your sales team and giving them all the support and guidance and resources and tools that they need, 
then you're then it's time for you to take them on yourself and we can help with that too but because we help you make sure you get the right people but it's um that's going to be to me that's what i found to be the biggest indicator most people are usually looking for an easy way out in which case you you really need to outsource it because you're just going to screw it up because yes. <laughs> it's not an easy thing man i love when jim gets fired up and what a powerful analogy or i guess parallel is the proper word uh to little league now, be sure to go back and check out all of that episode. That was episode three. So you can take advantage of all the other gold nuggets that Jim drops in that episode. Um, so this is just a taste, guys. Uh, th then this is, you know, episode one, episode three. Like, this is just when we got started. So you'll notice the sound quality difference in this current recording to the clips that we're, we're bringing in. Um, and, of course, like anything else, done is better than perfect. Start before you're ready. And so we did. The team here at Permission to Sell... Uh, we launched Sales Team Rescue and originally as a Facebook Live um, and then shifted into the podcast. So that's why you hear the, the, the shift. And now what I want to do is show you how it evolved um, in quality and content. Uh, I mean, the content's been great all along, but you'll notice the difference in the, the quality of this next one. I want to fast forward to episode number 67. Now, in this episode, I interview Dr. Thaddeus Gala. Now, Dr. Thaddeus Gala is, uh, at the time was, and still is a client of mine, um, fantastic gentleman who is passionate about helping people improve their health, wealth, and impact. And so I am so honored to be part of his team. Um, and in this episode, he shares what he refers to as the magic phrase. And this magic phrase just may be able to help you get whatever you want in life. Check this out. You always have to look at it and say, how can I make this, the person on the other side of this, how can I make it a win for them? How can I make their life better? How can I make them really excited and happy to do this? And if you approach it with that mindset, then, then you can't help but win because, because you're, you're not only doing great things in the world, but you're approaching it with such a mindset of how can I help? How can I love? How can I be of service? How can I, how can I make them look good, feel good, whatever it is that's important to them, while also weaving in the things that, that are important to me so everybody wins and everyone, everyone gets to, to keep moving forward and doing bigger, better things. I love it. I love it. Such a powerful message, such a powerful story. And I mean, who doesn't love hearing stories about getting things for free and close to free? Um, that's great. But I think that the core message can have such an impact on, well, on anybody, right? Whether it's sales reps, sales managers, CEOs of small or large companies, um, it comes down to how bad do you want it and how far do you want to push the envelope? But if you're stepping in with that position of how do I make it a win-win or how do I make it so, and I like to think of it as how do I make them feel and I... And, and for me to feel that I'm also doing them a favor as part of right. crafting this collaboration. And, and that's why, and you said it before, I want to impress on it again. And just so maybe this, this episode will, will stand on its own. And that is the, the question I believe is so powerful. And, and I think I could go into almost every word of the sentence and why it's so powerful and so poignant. And yet it's seemingly so, so, so simple, but, but it's, it's, it's wrapped in so much power and that is, and that is, under what circumstances would you or could you consider, and then laying out your things, but laying laying out your question, because it's so it's so, you know, even if you're if you're at an impasse, you say, okay, I get it, I understand that 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 no, I understand you don't want to do this, I understand you don't want to, 
you know, go to the, go to, go to dinner and a movie tonight. I get that. But I really would like to go to a movie. I get it. You know what? You're right. Can I, can I ask you just one question? Under what circumstances would you be willing to consider asking them to commit? You're just saying under what circumstances would you consider going to dinner and a movie with me tonight? Now they have all the power. They could come up and say, I, I want to stay home. You need to give me a million dollars. Well, at least you know where you're starting. Or they could say, you know, you need to, you know, you need to, you need to um, give me a massage tomorrow morning because I'm sore and I really want to go to bed. But hey, if you rub my feet and you give me a back rub tomorrow, you got a deal. Or hey, as long as I get to pick the restaurant or hey, I get to pick the movie or hey, we get to go to it early. It leaves it wide open because the brain, ha Robert Caldini said the brain has to solve questions. And if you put a question out there, the brain has to solve it. I mean, if I say, if I say, whatever you do, don't answer this question, what's two plus two? I mean, anyone listening right now, they already have the answer. You, your brain couldn't help not come up with the answer. And so if you say, under what circumstances could you consider going to dinner and a movie or whatever it is, or could you, would you consider selling this $1.6 million building and carrying 20%? They're not committing to anything. It's just a discussion. They're, they're, they're just considering it. They're just saying, you know, all of this. And the other thing is, if you if you if you have someone that's really dug their heels in, and again, again, the vast majority of people, thankfully, um, can't can't help but be honest, and they can't help but answer questions. So if you feel like maybe there's been a, um, an acceptance in the past, so I did this one time and I got a free airline flight, and because the flight got canceled and some things got delayed and other things, and they said, okay, it's going to be like $400 or something like this. I, again, I don't remember all the specifics, but just for generalities, for the, for the premise of the, of the story, they said, you know, yes, we can't do this. And yeah, because the plane, because it was, it was like a weather, not a mechanical thing, it's going to be like a change of 400 bucks or something like that. And I said, well, under what circumstances would you consider making a consideration just this once? Um, you know, it's late at night, you know, it's all this blah, blah, blah thing. They said, you know, I, I really can't do it. That's the policy. So I switched it up a little bit. I said, I get that. You know, I agreed with them. I said, you know what? I get it. If I was in your position, I'd be thinking the exact same thing. I understand that. I know you're in a tough position. Well, let me ask you this. And I just tweaked it a little bit. Under what circumstances in the past have you ever allowed a, a subtle deviation from your policy or allowed uh, vouchers for other flights and so forth? So now... The person has to either say, sorry, sir, I can't do it. Or they have, or now their brain, you can see people's brains sometimes start smoking because when they want to tell you a no mm -hmm. and you ask them, well, well, under what circumstances in the past have you ever blah, blah, blah. It, especially if you, if you have a really good suspicion or if you really believe that they, that they probably have made an exception in the past, mm -hmm. but they're not willing to make an exception for you. To me, it seems, it seems relevant that that should enter the conversation because if someone's had leniency in the past for someone, why couldn't they have leniency for you now? And if there was a reason in the past that they gave leniency, all you have to do is recreate that reason and scenario now, and you could you can likely have leniency. So, you know, by asking that question, under what circumstances in the past have you ever given flight vouchers for, let's say, for weather issues? And then they may say, well, and anyways, the conversation progressed and I ended up getting, uh, I think I got a free flight and I think I also got like a, a free um, lodging voucher. And, and those things obviously aren't unheard of in the aviation right. world, but I'm sharing that to say that when I first went up to the, to the, um, to the customer service, it was a no. 
And it just happened to, to keep, I mean, I, I've gotten free cars. You know, one time I was at a car rental place, they were all out of cars. It was like, we have no cars. Like, you guys have any cars? Nope. Are you sure? Let me check. Nope, we don't have any cars. <laughs> Ma'am, are you sure? I really need a car. Every place I've checked doesn't have any cars. Are you sure we don't have any cars? Sir, we don't have any cars. We are completely booked up. I pull up the app. Well, it says online that you guys have cars. Like, sir, I'm sorry, all those are already reserved for blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. Ended up talking with her. By the time by the time he was done, she gave us uh, like a convertible Mustang or something for like the same price as like a compact or, or crazy. You know, and I'm walking out there with my clinic. I'm walking out with my clinic director. I'm thinking, how did we do that? When she told us four or five times she had no cars, there was no way it was going to be done. And she gave us a deal. Nice. I love it. It's just give it a shot, right? I mean, you've got nothing to lose. But yeah, that's the thing, right? It's, it's, it's already a no. Yeah. So it just, it just, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Most people don't like being told no. And, and if you, and if you keep the conversation going, it's likely that you're going to get another no. So now, so here's the thing the, 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 for you, for you to be able to get a yes, you have to be willing to get a lot of no's and yep. a lot of people don't even want that first no. So you have to be willing, you have to be willing to get past that first no, the second no, the third no, the fourth no, the 10th no, and you have to keep going. And I will be the first to admit that, that I, I certainly don't, don't, um, you know, it doesn't work all the time. And obviously there, there's times where, where, where you, you realize that, oh, this is going downhill and you just, you just say, oh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I understand. I get it. Thank you for your time. Um, have a, have a nice day. And you be polite and you realize, okay, what did I learn from that? What could I do different? Some things you can't change, but, but, but you have to be willing to get up to the plate and, and you have, you have to be able to, to, to go have a lot of at bats. Mm. I love it. Well, that's, that sales wrapped up in a nutshell, right? That's, yeah. Okay. So if you missed that, go back and listen again. I know it was a bit of a long clip, but the power behind these words is just so impactful. Um, and I've used this over and over again. Um, currently, as I'm recording this, I'm actually about five days into a house that I wouldn't have been able to get if I wasn't able to use that magic phrase. So um, if you skip through the clip or whatever, go back. That was episode 67, Dr. Thaddeus Gala. Be sure to check him out. He is a total rock star, runs four healthcare clinics, uh, runs a company called The Guardians, which is a mastermind group, um, and just is so focused on helping change people's lives for the better. So be sure to go back and check this out. Uh, now, I, I hope you've enjoyed this episode, this little journey down memory lane. Um, if you were there with me when these shows were recorded, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, and if you were new, I appreciate you as well. I hope you like the show and I want you to check out some other episodes. I want to make sure this is right for you because sales team rescue is designed for sales professionals, sales leaders, people running sales teams um, that want to grow their business. Um, with my company permission to sell, we help people grow their business with the target of doubling their sales in 12 months or less. So that's where we play. So I want you to use all these tips and resources that we're able to share week after week on Sales Team Rescue so that you can make progress in your sales journey or with your sales team. Now, I have a question for you. And this is sort of a little play off the, the clip that we shared with Thaddeus, but under what circumstances 
would you subscribe to this show and leave me an honest review? Now, I realized you can't answer that question uh, because this is pre-recorded. However, I have a thought, and this is what I'd like to do. If you are willing to subscribe to the show so you get the next episodes um, and you know hear the great content that's coming out, we've, like I said, we've done interviews with dozens. We're creeping up on hundreds of, of experts. And I don't want you to miss this stuff because this is the stuff that moves the needle. Experts in everything from lead generation to closing sales to sales process to you know, building virtual teams like Mitch. Um, and even just mindset like like Thaddeus um, and a whole myriad of things. We've got ex, uh, episodes with people specializing in cold email outreach. There's just a pile of content. And I don't want you to miss it. So I want you to subscribe. Please go subscribe and do me this favor. Give, give me a rating on your favorite platform. So whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or Amazon Music or any of the other ones, do me a favor. Please go on there. Give the show a review, an honest review. Take a screenshot. And I want you to take that screenshot and send it to me on my business Facebook page. I'll tell you about that in a second. In return, this is my gift to you. And you can call it a bribe. That's okay. I want to give you access to my most popular training. It's called Three Steps to Avoid Getting Ghosted by Your Prospects. And this training actually outlines how I went into a company and helped them shorten their sales process, uh, their sales cycle from six weeks to five business days. And how I took them from not having any closed sales for about six months to closing $90,000 in upfront deposits. This wasn't even the wholesale amount. $90,000 in upfront deposits in 90 days. Okay, so that's a training that I perform live. I will happily give you access to this. Um, you won't have to pay a penny for it, although others have definitely paid many, many pennies. Um, but I want you to get access to it because I think it's going to be something that no matter what you do, whether you're a sales leader, you're a sales representative or a sales professional, or you're running a sales team, the processes that I teach in this training will absolutely help you shorten that sales cycle and therefore give you the capacity to increase your sales. So go ahead now. Give me first subscribe. Give me a review. Okay. I love five stars, but I want you to be honest. So if you didn't feel like it was five stars, that's okay. Um, so far, last time I looked, we were all five stars. So I appreciate those of you that have already done this. But when you leave that rating, take a screenshot, go to my business page, facebook.com forward slash permission to sell. Okay. Permission to TO sell. Facebook.com forward slash permission to sell. Shoot us a message, shoot the screenshot through the message. And my team will get back to you with the link to access the training. Okay, guys? So thanks so much. I hope you've enjoyed episode 100. Thank you for being here for this journey, whether this is your first episode or your 100th episode with the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And remember, get uncomfortable, get results. We will see you or hear you. Well, you'll hear me. <laughs> Next Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern, right here on Headspace TV. Cheers, guys. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 